welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Thank you for joining us for another Career Mentor Podcast with Hunger for Success. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski. Today we're talking about strengths and why strengths are important to your approach to finding and keeping a family wage job. The Gallup Company, along with Dr. Clifton and Marcus Buckingham, through extensive research, discovered that every individual has 34 strengths. Everybody, regardless of your disposition, regardless of how you feel about yourself, regardless of what people have told you, you have 34 strengths. And people ask, why do you use a strength-based approach to helping people find and keep a family wage job? Well, it's really simple. Number one, it's an evidence-based approach. It's been proven. We're not trying a new philosophy. We're not testing something on you. This is proven to work and help people. So that's one of the main reasons why we use it. The second reason is it's positive. People that we help that are living in poverty, that could be homeless, maybe disabled, they're not having a great time of it. They don't get the feedback they need from their resumes. They could be unemployed for two years, six years, eight years. This is very tough on them. So we don't start by telling them what they can't do. We start with a positive and tell them these are your top five strengths and this is what's going to guide us through the entire process. It's very positive. The third reason why we use it is what we learned in the last podcast on engagement is that when we do what we do best every day, we're more engaged. And when we're more engaged, we perform better. We could even be happier with what we're doing inside and outside of work. So what I thought I'd do today is share with you my top five strengths and how I use them. My first is being strategic. Strategic is my number one strength. Not only do I love to be strategic with businesses that I help, but also with individuals that I help. Doing a plan, coming up with strategies, researching and trying to really understand the problem so I can build strategies to solve it and have that solution last over time. I love doing that. I love working with people. I love collaborating with groups to build strategies. And when I build strategic plans for nonprofit organizations, it's not static. Once we build the plan and build consensus and do our due diligence, we'll implement the plan and every 90 days we review that plan. Is it working? Has something changed in our industry? Has something changed in legislation? Has something changed in the community where we need to alter the plan? But we're constantly looking at our strategies. We're constantly looking at what can drive us to be better, more stable, or what could drive us to grow. And when I coach and work with individuals and develop their personal and professional goals, we use a SMART goal, which is an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, And then does it have a timetable? Can we actually have milestones? So in the first 30 days, we're going to do this. In 90 days, we're going to do that. And those SMART goals really make 
it easier to build strategies and achieve them. I worked with a dentist once trying to build a, a financial plan for him. And I said, well, what do you, what do you really want to do with your finances? He said, well, you know, I'd love to buy a house. I said, okay, where? Where do you want to live? How big is the house? What can you afford? All these questions get down to the specifics. So it's not some broad, ambiguous goal, but there's specifics. Here's the steps. Step one, you need to do this. Step two, you need to do that. And it makes those goals attainable. And I love building strategies and goals to help improve people, to help support organizations, to help people grow. Really is exciting for me to do that. My second strength is achiever. Now, when you hear that word achiever, you may think I'm a very competitive person that I always like to win races and things of that nature. Really don't see myself that way. The way I use achiever is I want to make sure what I'm doing makes a difference. And in order for that to make a difference, I need to measure it. Is it to goal? Is it to standard? Is it the result I needed? And if I'm not if I'm only achieving for myself, I'm not achieving in my mind. I want to achieve for the people that I'm helping. I want to achieve for the people that I work with. I want to achieve for my community. So those accomplishments are really important to me. I also use that strength achiever in helping people develop 21st century resumes that are really engaging to that hiring manager. And what a lot of hiring managers do is they have these groups of people that have all done the same things. Just a bunch of tasks listed on a resume. They all do the same things. It's about what they did. But what hiring managers really want to know is how well you did it. What did you accomplish while you were at that particular job or in that particular energy? What are your achievements? So in the future podcast, when we teach you about writing a really engaging resume, we'll be teaching you how to write accomplishment statements and really tell that hiring manager not just what you've done, but how good you are. And that's where I use my achiever theme as well. My third strength is arranger. I like to arrange people, projects, ideas in order to make the most impact to what I'm doing. And in a way, it's kind of organizing, and I'm good at organizing. I get a sense of how to follow up on things, what to prioritize. And even my wife will say, hey, you know, Brad, can you come to work and help me organize this project or my desk or my workspace? And you have to be really careful, right? Because when you're working with people and teaching them how to arrange things, it can't be about the way you do it. It has to be about the way they're comfortable doing it. So I asked my wife, so what are you comfortable doing? Um, are you comfortable making lists? Where do you, what files do you want in your desk versus in a file cabinet? And we work together based on her needs, her comfort level. And then we design a plan or strategy, if you will, around how to arrange her projects or her desk or her workspace in a way that's comfortable for her. It doesn't have to be about what I would do. It's about what's comfortable for her. So it's really important to listen and get direction before you arrange people or projects. My fourth strength is activator. I like to jump into action. I have a good sense of urgency. If somebody needs my help, I'm ready to go. But the people that I work with, our participants have suffered some. Some have barriers, some are homeless, some 
are not fast to respond, and that's okay. So I have to make sure I'm not overpowering people with my activator role, my activator strength. I want to make sure that they understand I'm ready for them when they're ready, but that it's okay for them to take their time. That I have a sense of urgency if they need help, that I will respond to them. But it's important that they know I'm ready and that it's okay to take time for them to be ready. My last strength is communication. I get about 150, 200 emails a day. I respond to everybody within 24 hours. I'm really good about that. I'm good about returning calls. I'm good about texting or calling or knowing what's best for each individual. But communication is the strength I feel like I have to work on the most because you're never quite sure what that person has experienced in that day or that week when you're communicating to them. And part of communication is really listening more than talking. And when I facilitate a group and I'm in front of 5,000 people or 2,000 people or 20 people, I want them to talk too. I don't want to lecture at them. I want to facilitate a conversation because the more you hear people speak, the more you can understand where they're coming from and the better you can communicate with them. And we practice with, with our participants. We want them to be able to tell us their stories, be able to share with us what hurts, what's bothering them, and what, what's working, what's helping them. Because that'll change our style of communication. It could change the mode of communication that we use. Maybe we need to meet in person to really get a bigger impact versus email or telephone. So while communication is my fifth strength out of 34, it's something I'm constantly working on. These strengths will be a theme throughout our entire program, and it's a very proven method and useful method in guiding you into building that career that you really want. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. This has been the Career Mentor Podcast with Hunger for Success. Look forward to listening to you next time, and have a great rest of your day. This is the Career Mentor Podcast, intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved, 2018.